Okay, yesterday was Dav Hey, today's Davav. We'll do a review of yesterday's Tapke. Today's have in mind that our learning should be schos for everyone in Eretz Yisrael. All the Yidin there should be safe from our enemies. We should, uh, we should uh, free the hostages, whatever it is that we need to do. Uh, that's number one. Also, we should have in mind that our learning should be schos for for Shleim, for Brach Bashashana. For Hadas uh, Basronia, for Amy Basdvorot, Sar Basikhevet, all also need Rufua, Yudaleb Ben Batsheva. Thank you. Yudaleb Ben Batsheva. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, you, whatever. Thank okay. you. No, I don't have to do you that often, so when I do, it's a big deal. Okay. All right. We should all, we should all feel good. Oh, the learning should yeah. be as close for all of that. Okay. And with that, we're going to start off the review on the top of the page on that. Hey, what did we learn? So yesterday, so we're talking about. Remember, we had a list of the nizikin. We had the avos nizikin of uh, of uh, of our mishnah, which was only four. Then we had then we had the avos nizikin of Rav Oshia of thirteen, and then we had the avos nizikin of uh, of uh, Rabbi Chia, which was which was a grand total of 24. And uh, we explained that the 24 is including a number of knassos, which uh, that's what Ravoshi didn't want to include. Anyway, penalties. Where you're not paying for damages, you're being punished. You're being paid not for the damage. Okay, so well, the question is, why is an agent Zomin in the list of Ravoshia? And uh, the answer is, is because even though you're paying for Kasher Zomim, nevertheless, you don't pay that. And the reason why is, is uh, it's a Mishama Piazmon? Uh, yeah, you could sit there. Okay, um, I need one. Is there an extra one? Yeah, there was another one. The other one. No, that's not the right one. There might be one in the skinny one. Okay, yeah, that's it. Baba Kama one. All right, oh, that's a good one too. All right, so um, so we are in the review of Daf Hay, and um, anyway, the reason why Adam Zemin we thought should belong in the list because it's money and you're paying for what you wanted him to lose. Uh, okay, for for what you want him to lose, but uh, the Gemara says that uh, we it's going like Rabbi Kivu says that we don't pay. Um, um, so the Gemara says, uh, because, uh, which is an indication that it's a penalty, because actually the truth is they didn't actually cause loss; they wanted to cause a loss. And if they uh, admit, if they if they were uh, found, if they're found, if they're found to be Adam Zomin, so then they would be. The rule is, if they're found to be Adam Zomin. So if they would run away from one Bezdin before they actually pass it on them that they have to pay, and they go into another court and they say, we were testified, we testified and were found some in another court, then they would not pay on the basis of their own admission. Um, never the, so that's what we're going like. That's why he didn't include it. So the Gemara says, if it's going like Rabbi Kiva, which that's Rabbi Kiva Shita, so then why don't you put in two cases of Shor? Because it's Shor Tazik Shor and Shor Tazik Adam, because according to Rabbi Kiva, there is a differentiation. What's the differentiation? Um, uh, according to Rabbi Kiva, if a Tam 
and uh, and uh, Adam, you know, come in and harm each other. So uh, the way it works is is that the animal will pay the Moser Nezik Shalom. that even though it's only a tam, the Moser the overage because basically we're talking about they both the damage that they do to each other they're both culpable for. Obviously, we're assuming that the damage that the man did uh, to the animal is negligible vis-a-vis the damage that the animal did to the man, and uh, and basically. Um, the balance is paid by the ox, full damages. So the Gemara says, yes, it's true that Rebekim holds that way, but we, the reason why we wouldn't list it separately is because uh, there's another idea that Rebekim holds that caps full dam- the damage to the value of the animal. If the animal is only worth a thousand, that's the maximum that will be paid since it's a time it only pays me gufo. And in that, din- so therefore it's really. Almost not Nagea, it's almost really not much of a difference. Okay, which takes us to the next question. Onus um, and we're saying, why is Emotsi Shemra? There's a monetary component to that. Why isn't that in the list of Ravoshia? So the Gemara explains that because um, it's listed, it talked about Nezek, the Nezek is Nezek, the Tsar is Tsar, the Boshas is Boshas. You have to pay for all those things, and that's what, that's, those are the monetary components of Onus. Of a rape sister situation, um, what are you going to say? The knas penalty on top of that? Knas is knas. He's not talking about. Okay, next on the list is metame medama. That's uh, where he he took truma and made it tame, or or he mixed truma into into, into chulin, or he did a libation. All of those are monetary losses. Why is it that it's not in the list of ravoshia? So the more explains. That, it's a bit, that either way you go. If, if there's a question, when you see, when there's a case of damage that you cannot perceive, it's not visible. Um, that's the case over here because it looks exactly the same as it was before. You can't see whether it's Tame or Tohar. Uh, practically, we can't eat it, but it's Ezek Shein or Nikr. So that's a machlokas whether Ezek Shein or Nikr, Shmazek or Loshmazek. Is that called damage or not? If it's called damage, so then it's included in the word Nezek. <laughs> Nezek has spoken about it. And if it's not called damage, so then it's a penalty. Penalties aren't listed. That's the Gemara's reason why. There's no reason to list it. So the Gemara says, maybe we should be able to prove from here that Rebchia holds that Ezek, Shein, and Nikar loves Shema and that's why he had to include it, because otherwise it should be, belong in the case of Nezek. It's re, he's reiterating. So the Gemara says, not necessarily true. It could be holds that Ezek, Shein, and Nikar is Ezek. What's the... But, but he... He divides Hezek between Hezek that's reckoned that you can see and Hezek that you can't see. They're both, that's why he singled it out, but it doesn't really prove which position he owns. So the Gemara says, uh, now the quote goes on to the next tack, which is basically we have again 4, 13, and 24. So then when we put a number in, then it always is to cap it at that number, and it's to exclude any higher number. That's the idea. So I understand what 4 is excluding. He's saying only 4, not the 13. And he what the 13 is excluding, only 13, not the 24. But why does the, the person, Rav Chiyo, who says 24, why is he put in the word? Why, put, why is he put in the number? That's not relevant. What's he coming to exclude? The answer is there's two cases that he did not want to mention. They are, when somebody is in Moser, that means that he tattled to the government to cause somebody else a loss. Um, okay, that's one case. And Mephagel, where Colleen brings the carbon, has the wrong things in mind, then ruins the carbon. Both those cases, he's responsible, but, but he did not put it in his list of 24 of us in the So the question is, why didn't he? 
So Mephagal, I understand why you left that out, because you could say we're not talking about Kachim. Kachim is like a whole separate area of law, and we're not discussing that. This is monetary law with regular situations, not Kachim. Okay, fine. But why not Moser? The answer is Moser is a separate category, because although he's responsible, it's Dibura Baalmet. All it is is speech, and speech is not... You know, it's talking about damage, you know, physical damage. You're not talking about speech. So it says, what do you mean? There are a few examples of speech. What about Motsi Shemra? It's not a case of where he said about her that she is, um, um, that she's not a virgin. You know, so it's a speech. So the says, you're right, but it's speech with action. Because first he has to have relations with her. That's the action. And then he says, well, in my act of relations, I realized that she was not a virgin. So that's the, that, that's, it's, so it's not just speech. What about Adam Zomin? Isn't Adam Zomin just talking? That's all they're doing. They're for, and that's on this list. Where it says that uh, it, it, that although it really is no action, but the Torah considers it an action. That's indicated in the text. It says, So they use the word asiyah to describe what they're doing, even though it's only talking. So that's why it belongs in the list, as opposed to Moser, where all you're doing is speech. Okay. Now, Gemara says, I understand our Tana. Our Tana says Avos because there's Toldos. But in the list of 13 or the list of 24, where's there a Tolda for Adam Zomid? Where's there a Tolda for Botsi Shemra? There's no Toldos in those. So why is it called Avos? So Gemara is saying it's the same as Dav in the sense um, that it pays for Metav. Um, and uh, meaning all of these damages, they're just like any damage that we list in the four. When you're paying, you have to pay from the best of the land. So that's true for all of these penalties or payments. You also have to be paying from the best when you're paying from land. Again, if you pay with cash, you can pay with cash. But if you're paying with land, then we look at the grades of land that you have, and the best is the one that gets given. Um, and that is what, and we asked, well, how do you know, or where do we know it from? So we explained that there's drushes of either the word tachas or the word nesina or the word yishalem or the word kesef written in any of those cases when you says that you pay kesef or you pay or you you're no sin or there's yishalem or there's tachas and all those words are used by the dalit nezikin which explicitly have to pay for meta so we learn it from there and that's how it's extrapolated out okay next thing we went into is the next part of the mission which is we said that a shor is not like mava. Um, what is the Gemara trying to say over here? So Gemara, Gemara Rav Zvid explains that what's going on in the name of Rava, and what's going on over here is, is that maybe the Torah could just write one, and we'll derive the other one from the one. And we explain that each one has something that uh, is unique to it, and we wouldn't know to extrapolate the other damagers from the one. That's what he said. One from one doesn't work. Then the Gemara says, not both of these that have Ruachayim, that, ha- that are alive, are like fire, which is not alive, which doesn't have a living spirit. Um, are you uh, needing a gemar? I yeah. don't know. Is that yours? I don't know. I'll, I'll get another one. Did you get one in there? Uh, actually, I got it from the other room, but they told me to leave it here when I'm done. Okay. It might be mine. I'll get another one. Yeah, probably is his. Do you need it? No. I don't know how he does. No, it doesn't have a name. Okay. Um, You're okay. All right, you're good. You can All right. come back tomorrow. <laughs> I just want to make sure. All right, so the question is, what do we do with this next line? We're trying to say that uh, 
Um, so Mesharshis, the name of Rava that we're saying is, is that the Torah could just write uh, maybe two, and then we'll derive the other two from the from these two. So the Gemara explains that uh, that you can't learn from the two either. So the Gemara explains, but comes along Rava and he says that's actually not true. Really, there are if we if we're careful, which ones we write down, they can expand to all the other ones in the list. So remember, okay, so, so which two? So as long as you have bar as any one of them, as the one that you write, because bar is unique in its limitation that it, after all, it never moves. So it's not, it doesn't travel and cause damage. It's a stationary thing. So therefore, you have to write that one, because I would never be able to derive, derive that from any of the others. But if you have bar and any of the others with it, that would expand to any other one that's not mentioned, and it would be able to learn that you're responsible. In other words, if you have bor with Karen, so then that'll you'll learn. if they're chayv, so then surely shor is going to be chayv, meaning regel or shein is surely be chayv. Um, but what are you going to say that? Well, that's uh, uh, what do these have that that whatever? Basically, um, you know, you can't learn it from, from bor because that's tchilas asiyas lenezek. But Karen's not tchilas asiyas lenezek. What are you going to say? Karen is kavanas lenezek. Yeah, but uh, bor's not. Anyway, the bottom line is it's. Um, both of those things are, are, are uh, anyway, if you can learn from the two of them. Now that's true for Karen and Bor, that's true for Shor, for Regal and Bor, and for, and for Shane and Bor. Mave uh, might be Adam, whatever, we'll get to. Mave is Shane, or maybe not, whatever, depending which one. Yeah, you could derive it from these now. The question is, so, one second, so if that's true, then it couldn't be derived. The only thing that you won't be able to derive is, questionably, is possibly Karen. And that's because Karen is unique in its application, because it starts off with half damages. So I wouldn't know that it's half damages, so I wouldn't be able to learn that out from the others. But, that being said, um, why, why then do we have to write each one? There's a way to, we have a way to keep it less having to mention, we could have extrapolated to the rest. The answer is, each of these have unique halachas to them, and that's to tell us which halacha, that those halachas apply. What are the unique halachas? So we, so when we talk about Karen, after all, Karen has something unique about it, where it starts off for the first three times. It's not, it's only half damage, not full damage. That's why we have to say Karen. Why do we have to say, um, uh, then, then it, 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 Shane and Regal? They also have something unique to them, which is that they're not chayv in Rosh Hashanah, they're only chayv in a private domain. It's not the case by Karen, it's chayv even in the public. Okay, what about, um, uh, then it mentions bar, even though we said that we have to write bar, but there's something unique to bar as well, which is that it's not potter from Caleb. If a Kali or if Adam falls into a pit, you're potter. Uh, you don't have to pay as the owner of the pit. And the, and the, and the Adam, is chayv and daladvarim the extra five payments that you have to pay for pain, for doctor's bills, for sheves, mm-hmm. um, anyway, embarrassment, and aish uh, also has something a limitation that's unique to fire, which is that it's potter from tumul. If something's hidden in a haystack and the fire burns it down, and a valuable was stuck inside, he's not responsible. The owner, of the uh, the one who's responsible for the fire, is not responsible for that. Uh, it has to be something that's like expected there. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that, those halachos when we get there. What about Rebudo? Is Mechayv and Talmud? But there's something unique to fire, which is that even things that are normally normally consumable but can be harmed tangentially, uh, tangentially from uh, fire, like like the like ground that was 
um, seed that gets scorched um, or stones that get blackened from the fire, that, that's, a, that's also responsible, even though it's not so damaged. Really damaged that really, that's called the damage, yeah. You have to pay for that, yeah. Anyway, that's where we left off yesterday. That's the end of the review.